Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Here today with Derek Weirat. She's the CEO of Palladium One Mining. How are you, sir? Very well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're over here for the ones one. I am indeed. Meeting a bunch of investors, I guess, and telling your story. Speed dating at its best. Speed dating. It's 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 a pretty good format, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I like the half hour uh, speed dating. Get to see a lot of people and yeah. uh, get the story out. Yeah, absolutely. So, look, um, Derek, why don't we just start with one minute summary for people people new to the story? Sure. And then we'll kick off from there. Okay. Well, Palladium One, it's a, basically a brand new story exploration development company. Mm-hmm. Its flagship asset is the LK project in Finland. Mm-hmm. It's a palladium dominant polymetallic uh, deposit. We just published our first uh, resource for the company in okay. September. Right. Uh, 1.2 million uh, ounces of palladium equivalent in mm-hmm. all categories, split roughly 50-50 between indicated and inferred. Uh, indicated 1.5 uh, grams palladium equivalent and 1.8 sorry 1.8 and 1.5 grams for the inferred so weighted average about 1.65 mm-hmm. and uh, we've got a 38 kilometer favorable basal contact right and this is just covering 1.1 1. Uh, kilometers of that contact so a lot of uh, a lot of territory to still hit a lot of story to tell Absolutely. a lot of story to tell so let's start off with the obvious question sure palladium what's it used for Palladium is really, in my view, an yep. industrial metal. About right. 86% of it is consumed in the auto catalyst. And it's really a mm-hmm. metal for providing clean air. Right. Predominantly, it's used on the gas engine. So you'd, you'd see it in the, in the catalyst and basically scrubs the nitrous oxide and carbon monoxide. To, and with increasing environmental standards for air quality, right. there's more and more palladium loading going into the auto catalyst that's feeding the, uh, the demand. Right. You know, the other aspect with the palladium is that with the demise of diesel that we see going on since uh, Volkswagen gate, if you want to call that, or mm-hmm. diesel gate, consumers are transitioning away from the diesel engine into the, uh, the gas engine and, and uh, there's more demand as a result of that for palladium and right. there's been a structural deficit in supply for a number of years. Okay. What is the size of the market? The global uh, mine production is about um, 6.9 million ounces, so fairly small. There's another uh, 3 million ounces that come from recycling. Right. But as I said, you know, that's roughly 10 million ounce market, uh, 86% of which goes into the auto catalyst. There are other applications for jewelry um, and dentistry and things like that, but it's for the most part, I, I consider it industrial metal. And, and not so much on the uh, the investment side of things. Right. So your relatively new story. Okay. Absolutely. People haven't really heard of it. Haven't heard of it. You've got three, four million market cap. So you're yep. you know, pr- pretty small. You got how much cash have you got in there? We're just in the process of closing a, a, a financing about three point eight million dollars. So right. that should close in in the very near future. Okay. The uh, lead order on that was with uh, Eric Sprott. So he's taking about one point two million of that uh, financing. Right. Which will give him about nineteen point nine percent ownership interest on a non diluted basis in the company. Okay. Okay. So so you're in Finland. Finland, North Central Finland. Yeah. So, what's that like to operate in again? New new to us. Yeah, no, Finland is absolutely a fantastic jurisdiction. It was really Mm -hmm. only open to uh, mining and private mining investments since the 1990s. Right. Previously, it was pretty much state-run via Autocompo. And what we like to tell people is Finland has first world geological data sets. The information is fantastic. Lots of high quality mapping, reconnaissance, drilling, assaying and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And all that information is publicly available. 
even the assays, or rather the core, mm -hmm. is, is available as well. But because it's only been open for exploration for you know 20 odd years, yeah. um, it's underexplored. Right. So there's a lot of low-hanging fruit, and we see that in our project, which if you know this data was available, let's say, in a North American context, mm. it would have been followed up on. You know, we, we have at our Mortolampe uh, target, for example, we've got a nice 200-meter fence with a number of holes in it going down about 40 meters, all mm -hmm. mineralized, holes for the most part ending in mineralization. Mm -hmm. It's been sitting there for 20 years. Nobody's ever poked a hole around there or done any uh, follow-up work. Right. So that's just low-hanging fruit and gives us an obvious target to uh, to go after. Okay, interesting. So um, if I can just start off talking about the, the team for us, because sure. with, with new companies, you always got to work yeah. out who you're getting into bed with, okay? Exactly. To understand who here has exited, made money for shareholders, built companies, and uh, th that sort of thing. Yeah, well, the uh, the company's been completely uh, changed over the course of 2019. So brand new management, brand, right. brand new board. So who's so, delivered before? So uh, Peter Lightfoot, for example, we brought him on the board in September. Mm -hmm. He used to be the head of project generation, nickel-based uh, sulfides. For uh, for Valley Inco Valley, right. But this is exploration. That's that's big boy territory. So but he's doing mm -hmm. an exploration company because that's it's different. Well, they are also finding some fairly large de deposits in uh, those big boy uh, companies as well, right? right. And uh, so he's he's one individual. Neil Pettigrew is another individual. He's our vice president of exploration, also yeah. on the board. He's actually based in uh, Thunder Bay, and what brought him to Thunder Bay a number of years ago right. was a palladium boom. Uh, you know, a couple decades ago, right. that uh, North American Palladium, for example, right. was uh, was part of Lac Bazille. Okay. And I'm a, I'm a finance guy by uh, by background, uh, about 30 years in the, in the capital markets, right. and uh, most recently I was the uh, CFO for uh, Jaguar Mining, did the restructuring there right. uh, a few years ago, and uh, prior to that uh, also was with uh, Andina Minerals, which we sold to Hochschild Mining back in early 2013. Right, okay, mm -hmm. okay. A few, a, few, a few names there. Um, <coughs> so let's, let's talk about the business plan. Mm -hmm. It's new. You've obviously thought about what you're trying to do. So sure. Can you just tell us what the plan is, how you're going to do it, who's going to do it, how are you going to fund it? Well, really what we're going to do is leverage off of the data set that's already available for the project. And we have 38 kilometers worth of favorable basal conduct. But before you get into mm -hmm. the, what you're going to deliver, tell, tell us what the idea, what, what, what type of company you're going to build. That's what I'm we, we're, we're growing a resource base. Right. That's the right, right, right now. Okay. Absolutely. To get to that critical mass where you may want to uh, put it into operation or perhaps somebody takes a, takes a shine for the asset and decides they'd like to have right, it. So you're going to build a large resource, hopefully that's attractive to someone who will take it to the next stage. Is exactly. That's the model. Ex okay. Exactly. Understood. We're not currently configured for, uh, for a development scenario, so we're not going to fool ourselves. Right. Okay. Well, that's great. Some, some people do you know, tell that story without necessarily been convincing. Um, so, so that's the model. Okay, great. And those are the types of people that you've got on board to be able to deliver that business plan. Exactly. Okay, exactly. fine. So how do you finance this thing? You're, you're raising a little bit of money now, and that's for presumably what the season's drawing? It's, it's predominantly for uh, the LK project in Finland. We do have another project in Ontario, a nickel sulfide asset, but the money is really earmarked for exploration in Finland, 
conducting geophysics program, so IP, right. as well as a diamond drilling program that we hope to initiate this okay. winter. Right. Uh, be four to 5,000 uh, meters of, of drilling, so yep. hopefully uh, we have some very uh, consistent news flow. So I don't know where you, where you are in Finland, so is it seasonal there? Can you drill 12 months of the year? You can drill 12 months a year. As a matter of fact, it's a preference to drill in the winter. It's easier to get around. You know, if you've oh, got, right, if you got moisture in the soil yeah. and whatnot, just track right over it. Fantastic. So where are you based? I'm based in Toronto. Okay, so yes. you've obviously got a local team there. Yeah, exactly. Right. But for the, the, the most part at this stage, we're still relying on consultants, right? We're, we're, we're early days for us. We've only been configured like this for about six months with this management team and, right. and board. So we're still building it. Okay, so when do you actually get boots on the ground then? Well, we've had boots on the ground uh, this summer already. So right. we, we, ha we have people there uh, working for us, but in a consulting capacity. Right. So yeah. you, I guess what I'm trying to understand is you, you've got your business plan, you've mm -hmm. got the team on board now, you've got some boots on the ground, you're you out telling the story, mm -hmm. right? Um, when do people start seeing things move? You know, what do you think people are going to be interested in hearing next? Because you're, you're at this conference. Well, so you obviously think there's yeah. something to say. Well, the, the, yeah, the, the key message is that we've got a very interesting property package, which is that 38 kilometer of basal contact. Mm -hmm. Less than four kilometers of it has had systematic drilling. Based on the historical data set we get from Autocompo and others, we have seen a tremendous amount of reconnaissance drilling and sampling that's happened along the contact. So we mm. know it's generally mineralized and we know where to go. So there's a very good targeting that's already taken place. Right. And with only four kilometers of a 38 kilometer trend, having had systematic drilling, our job is really to expand out and grow the resources uh, more so. The mm. Kakua deposit where we announced the resource in September, it's only one kilometer of that four where yeah. we've got those ounces and, and that resource. Right. So our job is to uh, do the geophysics tar target into uh, the higher sulfide areas along that contact and drill those out. And we envision having a, multi a situation where we have multiple uh, resources, mm -hmm. perhaps a multiple open pit uh, environment. We're not really looking at an underground scenario at this right. point. Our resource <coughs> is pit constrained. <coughs> and it, the pit only goes down to about 275 meters, so fairly right. shallow. So you think you've got a very good sense of what the asset is and what's, what's sitting on the underground, right? But yeah. it, I'm interested in, it just, I, I love hearing the stories from management as to how they go about, especially with a market cap like yours, with, mm -hmm. you know, you're not, you're not gonna raise a bunch, whole bunch of cash. Um, how do you manage all of this? How do you watch the pennies, clearly? You can Absolutely. Watch the pennies, but those small baby steps to kind of move it forward to the next interesting point, we then go and raise some more capital. So what are the things that are constraining you now? Well, capital is always a constraint when you're pre-revenue, yeah. right? So, you know, that's, that's the big issue for any junior explorer. So you have to have, you know, sufficient reason and justification to be able to raise uh, yeah. the next chunk of money. So what we did is we spent the summer validating all the historical information, putting a, uh, a very robust uh, yeah. resource together, pit constrained. We tripled the, uh, the cutoff grade from what had been done by uh, previous operators. And, you know, demonstrating that, yeah, you know, this is real. It's, it, it's not a, um, an aggressive estimate by any means. We mm. only used a price assumption of $1,100 for palladium as an example whereas the market right now is over $1,700 per ounce. Yeah. So 
we, you know, we've, we've got that, we show the historical information that we have on the property, and then it's a matter of just systematically working that property. One of the luxuries that we have in this particular situation is we don't have to come up with any black box magic and new geological theory that's maybe a little bit out there yeah. because this project's been looked at time and time again. This is more taking a systematic proven approach right. and working your way through the, the property. So, so, so people have looked at, the, looked at it before there's, there's data sets around. So mm -hmm. why hasn't anyone done this before on your property? What, well, why, there, why, there, why now? Well, the the property was released by Autocompu. Was, you know, they they right. released lots of properties and, and was sitting in inventory, so to speak. It was picked right. up by a prospector in uh, 2006. Was flipped into a Vancouver Junior. They did one program of exploration at the Kakua area, and they got caught with the downturn in 2008, 2009, and mm -hmm. weren't able to really survive that. Mm -hmm. the The asset then moved, and some additional properties were were added to it, uh, or additional claims to another junior out of Vancouver yeah. that were able to do one program in 2012. But they had challenges with the 2012-2013 uh, yeah. downturn. Nothing's happened to the project since. It's, it's just been sitting there, and ultimately uh, moved into uh, you know, right. Pla one. Yeah. So you know, there's no market awareness. Only two real programs, um, and nobody's followed up on the prior program. Right. So we're. But, 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 but you know, awareness in itself isn't going to keep this thing necessarily on the straight and narrow. You no. Know, you know, so how do you? What are the? It's all about risk mitigation. Absolutely. For you, that's that's what you're. You're a turnaround guy, your finance guy. It's, it's risk mitigation the whole way, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you stop this company? Because it's a small company starting out. Mm -hmm. How do you ensure it's not another statistic? You know, on the on the side of the road. Um, what are the things that well, you need to deliver stage by stage to ensure that we're still having this conversation in a couple of years' time? Well, we, we, we need to grow the resource in a prudent way and, mm -hmm. and go for the, and target the low-hanging fruit right. easily so what does and that mean? build the resource. So, so we've defined a resource right now. Mm -hmm. Our immediate target is to double that. Right. And we believe we have a path to, uh, to double that in, uh, in fairly short order. Right. Well, I'm not going to say it's going to happen in the next program. That might right. be a little bit aggressive, right. but uh, okay. you know, I think you know, in in the next year, we would have a good shot of okay. uh, of doing that with sufficient amount of drilling. Okay. We've got a budget now for a drilling program. We're going to be doing four to five thousand meters right. of drilling. The the reality is that we're we have to do a little bit of a balancing act. So there's a little bit about upgrading the historical information to yep. be able to bring another zone into okay. resource, but then there's also the aspect of how much more discovery okay. do, you, do you want to get. Okay, so um, is that what you sold into someone like, we said, mentioned Eric Sprott, right? 19%-ish? Mm -hmm. Ish, yeah. Ish. <laughs> um, he's quite vocal. Yep. This, but this is really option money for someone like that. Absolutely. Right. So, but he, but he, that's the story he bought into, as you said. We're, we're yeah, basically, there's a there's a resource growth opportunity here that's not high risk. There's yeah. very limited investment alternatives for palladium. Yeah. The fundamentals for palladium are fantastic. Mm -hmm. You know, eighty percent of production comes from South Africa and from Russia. Right, ninety percent of production is a byproduct byproduct of other mining operations, whether it be nickel or right. platinum. As a result of that, producing
producers have little capacity to increase palladium production to meet the demand. Okay. The commodity has been in, in a deficit position for eight years and is forecasted to continue. The, the forecast for 2019 is about an 800,000 ounce deficit mm. in a market that's only producing 7 million ounces. It's, it's a big problem. Okay. And what's also interesting is the two primary palladium producers globally, the Stillwater and the North American Palladium, They've both been acquired by South Africans, you know, taking the money and, and investing in other jurisdictions, whether it be Montana or Ontario. Okay. So it, it, it's, it's a market where there's limited capacity to increase uh, supply from the existing producers. Mm -hmm. And we think we've got a, a project that's fairly straightforward. It's open pit, it's not very deep. Mm -hmm. We believe it's going to grow a few multiples of where it is now yep. on a systematic approach without applying a huge amount of risk. Okay, final question. Mm -hmm. Why should anyone look at your company versus the multitude of other junior miners or early stage companies, why, why should they trust you to help them make money? It's a great question. <laughs> I think it starts off with the commodity. Right. This fundamental demand, it yeah. makes sense for the you commodity. You told us very well, yeah. Se secondly, the asset. There's limited investment alternatives if you're looking for exposure to palladium. Stillwater's gone, North American palladium's gone, where else are you going to invest? Mm -hmm. You've got systematic, simple approach to increasing the resource, so it's not high risk. And on top of that, we're in a tier one jurisdiction. Finland is a fantastic place to uh, work. You've got all, you know, rule of law and, and systems. It's mining friendly. Mm -hmm. There's smelters locally. We've got power on the property. We've got roads to the yeah. property. It, it's just a nice jurisdiction to be in. Okay, well, we look forward to seeing how the story develops. Stay in touch. Will Let do. us know how things are getting on, and we will see you hopefully in London soon. Appreciate that. Thank Appreciate you very much. Appreciate your time. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.